Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello there, and welcome to It's an S-Pod Thing the podcast revisiting every episode of S Club 7's insane TV show. I'm Sophie Davis, and joining me on this journey from Miami to Spain will be a range of guests who may or may not have seen the show before. Either way, we're going to analyse it in more detail than anyone ever asked for. If you're an S Club fan like me and remember watching the show, hopefully this podcast will bring it all back to you. So my guest on the podcast today is comedian and writer Alexandra Haddo. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm well. I'm very hot and muggy, <laughs> um, but I've been cheered by this uh, trip down memory lane, should I say. <laughs> <laughs> so to start with, I'd like to know what is your history with S Club 7 and have you ever seen this TV show before? I Do you know what? It's strange. When you asked me to be on this podcast, I hadn't thought about this series in years. I'd thought about S Club yeah. 7, you know, <laughs> as, as normally as one would. Um, I'm 32. So this came out in 1999. So I was 11. So I was probably like peak selling age for them. And I, I completely forgot that it was a thing. Uh, and I do remember watching it and stuff. And I remember being like, oh, this is really cool because it's kind of like, they're a band, you know, I saw them on top of the pops and stuff like that, but then they were also kind of this fictionalized version of themselves trying to make it big in America, which I feel like was a thinly veiled attempt to actually make it big in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was quite, a, I was quite a fan of them. I think I had the, I think I bought the first two albums. I remember when um, Bradley and Paul, I think, got done for smoking marijuana. Yeah. Um, I remember that being on news scandal and being shocked to my core. <laughs> Were you betrayed? Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Lizo reporting for uh about their, you know, prolific drug use. Um, <laughs> um and re-watching it, I was I was reminded because I didn't watch too long ago the the sort of Jade Goody uh documentary and I was reminded about yes. Joe Joe's role in that and so yeah seeing her on this I was like oh god they all, and they look so young um I've kind of do you know what now I'm talking about it I'm sort of I weirdly have followed quite a lot of them throughout their I say careers as in just when they've popped up in the news because I think Paul's in the news not that long ago for trying to sell his Brit award yeah uh, and fair play Fair play to the guy. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so I'd say I was quite, I was quite a fan, but I haven't. Um, I honestly can't say that I ever even watched the series twice. I think I must have just watched it when it came out, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think most people our sort of age watched it when we were younger, and then we've all just collectively wiped it from our memories. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. when you revisit it now, it's like 
oh, this is weird. <laughs> How yeah. did we just watch this? I think it was all okay at the time. I know. And our, yeah, our brains were like, we don't have the capacity, I'm afraid. <laughs> so today we're talking about Miami 7 episode 9, which is called Missing. And it aired on CBBC on the 3rd of June, 1999. And it's in this episode, basically Hannah has this sort of fling with a lifeguard yeah. who's so bland that he doesn't even get to have a name in the credits <laughs> he's just called lifeguard i didn't even i didn't even twig that he doesn't even get a name bless him he's just a blank slate throughout the whole thing <laughs> he's just man <laughs> yeah and i look this guy up he is not an actor anymore oh bless him who is is he just he's just gone back to being a muggle just yeah working for a, a company he's on linkedin <laughs> oh but yeah, this series is full of people who have got like about three or four credits on IMDb in like 1999 and then just nothing since. Like this series is just full of them. It's very strange, isn't it? It's, um, I I mean, I, I'd love to know how this series came about. I just think as, as someone that graduated at the peak of a recession and now was starting to do okay and then obviously there's been a global pandemic, it just made me see how much money there was in the 90s <laughs> to be absolutely thrown about and just you know because their manager was Simon Fuller wasn't mm-hmm. it and I and I feel like he's the name sort of really associated with sort of pop stars of the 90s being phenomenally successful and you just kind of feel like it was a seven minute business meeting being like should we make a series of them going to Miami and trying to make it big and then working in a hotel yeah done <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and that we'll spend all the money on the flights there and then you can have about £10 per episode, it seems. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so it, it starts off with the girls on the beach talking about how they're sort of getting used to life in Miami now. Yeah. But Rachel says she misses her boyfriend and Hannah is immediately like, oh, here we go. Yes, and I because I was trying to do a bit of research around the series after I watched this episode... Is Rachel's boyfriend in it or is he like a mystery No. Character? Right, sure. <laughs> he, he is mentioned and I don't think we ever get to meet him. I'm pretty sure they break up in a bit and <laughs> yeah, we never we never get to see him at all, but she talks about him quite often. Amazing. He's a sort of Smithy's girlfriend character if anyone watches Gabby's Yeah, Stacey. exactly. Um, yeah, one of those classic uh, comedy characters <laughs> who you hear about and never get never to see. Never ever see. Joe and Tina sort of back Rachel up and they're like, oh, well, we miss our families. And Hannah goes, oh, I suppose I miss my dog. And I know you haven't seen this, but in episode one of this show, we saw Hannah's massive family come to see her off at the airport. (laughs) So it's good to know that she doesn't miss a single one of them. Hannah's whole family are in the series, but Rachel's fictional boyfriend does not appear. (laughs) Yeah, and her family are the only ones who come to say goodbye at the airport. And now she's like, no, I don't miss any of them. I suppose I miss my dog a little bit. Not asked. (laughs) Well, Hannah's a cold fish, who knew? And meanwhile, the boys are in their room. Uh, Paul is talking about all the food he misses. And it's a weird list, isn't it? Yes, it is. And, And then Brad Lisa is reading a magazine about Arsenal Football Club and he said... And he says something like, I miss sports that I understand. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And John misses English weather or something. But Paul is going on about um, 
soggy chips, semolina, uh, toad in the hole, and he says the jelly bit inside pork pies. Oh my god, yeah, that is a weird... I mean, I, Not I, on the top of my list. I noticed that Simon Fuller's brother co-wrote some of this, and I feel like maybe Simon was just reaching out and just thought, you know what, mm-hmm. he needs a little job. And he's just popped him in, and that has resulted in Paul Catamol saying that he misses the jelly bit in pork pies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I miss chips, soggy chips, and Yorkshire pudding, and semolina. Yeah, and I miss rain. And fog. And snow. I'm a sport that I can understand. And curly whirlies and bread and butter pudding and toad in the hole. And the little jelly bit inside pork pies. They all get told to go to Howard's office and Howard is the guy who runs the hotel and his brother Marvin is there wearing just his underwear. Yeah. Just... Because Howard has apparently lost all of his clothes in yeah. a card game. Just a really just a really small start of a, a subplot there. Um... <laughs> And you just have to be like, oh, okay, sure. And it's not really clear whether he has literally lost all of the clothes that Marvin owns or if he's maybe just lost one outfit no. and Marvin just hasn't gone home to get changed yet. I'm not really sure. Exactly. That would be too that would be too much information. Do you know what I mean? That would be too <laughs> realistic. You've just got to assume that he only uh, he only owns one set of clothes. <laughs> to be fair, he is in the same outfit a lot of the time, so maybe he does just own the one outfit, and now it's gone. You know, he hasn't bothered to buy anything yeah, new yet. He's it. just gone gone to work in the thing. <laughs> he's like, well, that's that gone. Couldn't possibly buy anymore. And it turns out that he's lost other things in the game too, including S Club Seven. Uh, they now belong to his cousin Hank, who runs another hotel. Yeah, and so he tells them that they just have to go because he so he just says, "Oh, the contract doesn't matter anymore," <laughs> and that's that. Yeah, and he just he just says, "I lost you guys in the poker ban," as if they're like being trafficked. Like it's <laughs> it's just so weird. And they're all like, "What?" But what if we don't want to go? Um, and yeah, it's just, it's very strange. And also he says who he owns another hotel just down the beach, which is a crucial detail later on when Hannah comes to parting with her fling. Yes. <laughs> it's very confusing. The distance of this hotel. Yeah. We'll talk about this late, this later. Yeah. Don't want to give anything away. Sounds like you had a bad night then. Oh, you're telling me I almost lost my car. Oh no. I know. But I sold you guys instead. <laughs> I beg your pardon? You did what? I lost you in the card game too. You belong to my cousin Hank now. Further down the beach. You can't do that. I just did it. Now, go and pack. But what happens if we don't want to? Tough bananas. But what about our contract? Contract, schmontract. Now get out of here before I get really crabby. But scram! But we have now. They all start packing, don't they? And they're kind of like, oh, just as we were beginning to really like it here. Yeah. And to be fair, throughout the whole series, they have just been like doing nothing but complaining. To be honest, yeah. So in this episode, they're suddenly quite fond of the hotel. I don't know if there's been a time lapse before this episode. Who knows? But yeah, now they're quite upset to be leaving the hotel. Yeah. Uh, they go to this other hotel, which is nicer. But the downside is that Howard's cousin Hank, who runs the place, seems to be just like permanently furious, yes. doesn't he? Yeah, he does, and he's uh, there's a there's a thrilling montage of them being made to 
sort of clean the hotel itself and they're all really knackered after a sort of 17 second montage of them cleaning it on the stairs. Yeah, weirdly to the song Bring It All Back, which is quite kind of cheery compared to all this scrubbing that they're doing. Can I just say that since I watched this episode around 24 hours ago and then I sort of re-went through it just to remind myself just before we re-recorded, I've had Bring It All Back in my head on a loop and I fear it may never leave. Because it's kind of... Yeah. it's It's the theme tune, isn't it? And then it's kind of played... Whenever there's like a change of scene, like <laughs> it's just always in the background. Sometimes where it like really doesn't warrant it, like you say, when they're doing a sort of they're having a horrible time. <laughs> yeah, it should be like hard knock life or something, but it's just like don't stop, never give up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that song has been in my head for like several weeks now. I think each series of the show has a different theme tune, so I'm really looking forward to the next one. Whatever I know, it's gonna I was be. gonna say I can imagine that you must be it must be it's never gonna leave your mind, basically. Yeah, I can't wait to see the back of this song. They'll, they'll probably bring it up in series two as well, but I think they sort of base each series around an album. So hopefully after Miami Seven is gone, we're done with Bring It All Back. Yeah. <laughs> It is, it is catchy though. I do still like the song. It's catchy. That's the thing. It was a great song. Um, I reckon this, if it was the second series with an album track, it'd be Reach. That was the kind of... I think it might be, yeah. Or maybe Don't Stop Moving. That was an absolute banger. I think that might be later, but I'm not sure. I think that was when they were maybe trying to be a bit cooler. Was it? Because I've, you know, I've been to recent weddings where they've played that and it has been welcome. So they... I'm working at this other hotel now and yeah, there's weird continuity here that I'm going to bring up because I'm analysing this too much. Yeah, please do. So in this series, we've heard about Hank before, but we haven't actually met him. At one point, the band were playing a volleyball match against a team of these quite sort of big men who we were told worked at Hank's hotel. And Hannah sort of hit it off with one of them and was having a bit of a flirt but now two episodes later, we're actually at <laughs> Hank's hotel and these men who apparently work there are nowhere to be seen. Right, sure. <laughs> I mean, why would they be? That would be too logical. It was, maybe he's fired them. Maybe that's why he needs new staff. Yeah. Who knows? Oh my God. So they just, I love how everything's just, just an episode of itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because could, they could have just said it was a different hotel, but no, it's the hotel where, and this is going to come into the distance thing later on as well, because we see in this previous episode, we see the band just hanging out on the same beach as the guys from the other <laughs> hotel, just just casually. So it's clearly not that far away. Yeah, this is the thing. And then also she's never, like, has she seen the lifeguard before? Because I think they, her and Paul, after they've had this hard day, sort of cleaning go for a walk on the beach and he's like we could go to the cinema we could um uh, go for a walk or whatever and then she sees this lifeguard but it's still watching it as a standalone episode I felt like he had been in it in the past has he not no sure (laughs) (laughs) the way she sort of looks at him he's like oh I know why you wanted to come here and I was like oh right so she must have an ongoing crush on this lifeguard but no no not at all (laughs) he's just in it for the for the 23 minute episode because they sit down don't they and then 
she just full on kind of slams Paul to the floor because he's blocking her view of the man. Yeah, it looked quite violent. <laughs> yeah, it should have had a sound effect or something. It was like really an aggressive body yeah, slam. It really was. But yeah, they've had this sort of um, this fun day, haven't they? Because we get another little montage of them doing fun things like eating ice cream. And at one point, Bradley and John are holding a snake for some reason. Yep, uh, that's not really explained <laughs> in the montage. Uh, yeah, they're, they're all sharing one ice cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. They haven't got their, their own ones. And then uh, Tina's taking some old school film pictures of them holding. Is that holding the snake or is that? That was in the same montage, but I don't know if she's taking a picture of them holding the snake or not. Yeah, I think I think she is. Yeah. And they're sort of, they don't look too happy about it either. I don't know. Someone's just thrown a snake at them or something. They don't look particularly pleased to be holding a snake. Yeah. I feel like maybe one of the cameramen of the show like owned a snake and he was like, can my snake have a cameo? Because it's just, it's just completely <laughs> bizarre. But yeah. Yeah. And also when John, John's the one who suggests like, oh, we've had a hard day. Let's have some fun. And Paul is all sort of like, what is fun? <laughs> it's like, it's been, a, it's been, a, it's been a day, guys. It's been a day of cleaning. I know. Like, not even that. And, then, and Paul's like, oh, I remember that word or something. You're like, come on, mate. <laughs> yeah. So Hannah has now got her eyes on this guy and they're all like washing up in the kitchen and in a really sulky way, like slamming things down. Apart from Hannah, who is scrubbing a pot while smiling into the distance yes. like she's fully lost lost her mind. Yeah, because I think at this point she's only seen him jog past, is that right? Yeah, pretty much. But she's, yeah, that's that's fine. She's, she's found love. Mm-hmm. And there's this repeating music as well, which is kind of like a little romantic. I think it's a bit of two in a million, but like on the violin or something. And it comes up about 20 times in the episode. Like every time she's with this guy, we get this sort of swelling romantic yeah. music in the background. I would argue that the uh, the music has a sort of a more 3D character than the lifeguard himself. Maybe they added that in deliberately. Like we need to get some chemistry into these scenes. Yes. Need some <laughs> romance going on. Yeah, the, the, the acting, they thought, it, probably not Oscar worthy. So if we add some music, it'll be fine. Yeah, we get a scene where they're all kind of teasing Hannah about how she fancies this guy. And the scene starts with Rachel saying, oh, I really do miss him. And Hannah goes, not talking about your boyfriend again, are you? Yeah. <laughs> Furious. And and then, um, and then I think Hannah in the kind of, I don't know if it's the next scene, but quite soon after, tries to sort of get his attention. And it's... In, a, just, in about five different ways. Yeah, in about, and he's just... He's like, can you move out the way or something like that? Because I'm trying to do my job. Yeah, he doesn't seem interested at all. No, I mean, if that was real life and that was my friend, I'd be like, look, he just does. He's just not that into you. Let it go. Because <laughs> she said she's going to go to the beach, doesn't she? And they're all like, oh, we'll come with you. And she's like, no, but yeah. they do go with her. Yeah. And then she's asking for all this advice, like, how do I get him to notice me? They're all sunbathing, lying down, and she is just sitting up, fully staring at him. Yeah, she's not. I mean, she's... She's absolutely not playing it cool. Yeah, and he's oblivious. He's in one of those high lifeguard chairs, just sort of, well, doing his job, like we said before. He's just trying to get on with his day. If this was the other way around, it would probably be like, well, it probably even this way around, it's harassment, really. Oh, 100%, yeah. And like when they he's say... He's just trying to do his job. I know, yeah. And then I think Tina says the best way to do it is to ignore, or Joe says the best way to get his attention yeah. is to ignore him. It always works. And I was like, God, this is really letting yeah. me flashback of school here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, it all is quite childish, isn't it? Like they're in the playground, that sort of tone. And they say the word snog a lot and that sort of thing. Like, have you snogged him yet? (laughs) Amazing. Bless them. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Yeah, they're trying to come up with all these different ways to get his attention, aren't they? Rachel's first suggestion is, um, well, just casually walk past him. It always works for me. And it's like, yeah, if we all look like Rachel Stevens, that would probably work for yes, everyone. That's so true. My housemate looks like an even more beautiful version of Rachel Stevens. And I can, like, you oh, know, wow. honestly, like really, like people say it to her all the time um, <laughs> that she's a lookalike. So, um, yeah, it's funny. Like it was weird watching this for me in a way. She tries it anyway, though, doesn't she? Like at first she's like, oh, no, I can't do that. And then literally two seconds later, she's like, okay, and goes over and just walks past him really slowly while staring at him. <laughs> yeah. And surprise, surprise, it doesn't work. <laughs> I've, I've, it was very triggering for me. I feel like I'm I'm that bad at flirting as well. And I was like, Hannah, I feel your pain. I'm with you. Yeah, she trips over actually, doesn't she? She trips over some sort of bucket and then she runs back to the group and she's like, oh, he'll never fancy me now. And Bradley goes, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I could never fancy a woman who falls over things. Yeah. And then I think then I think Tina decides to go over for Hannah. Is that right? <laughs> to, su- to suss him out, yeah. To suss him out and... and- I think she's kind of like, oh, so she says, so are you single? And would you say you're looking? And then he's like, actually, I, I've i got someone in mind or something like kind of clinical. I like someone or whatever. So I wouldn't say I was totally available. And I reckon my 11-year-old self was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm single, but there's someone I like. And spoilers, it's Hannah. But did you did you think it was at this point? Because he seems totally uninterested. No, at this point, I thought it was going to be a curveball and he was going to fancy Rachel Stevens or Tina or, I mean, at that point, literally anyone else, maybe a character I hadn't even met yet. Because, yeah, Tina goes up to him and she says, how are you? And he says, I'm good. And she goes, pardon? And he's like, I said, I'm good. And she goes, oh, I thought you said you were single. Oh, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> what what a move. I'd forgotten that bit. That was, yeah. Do you want my advice? Oh, go on then. Know when to give up. Don't be horrible. No, you know what you should do. What? Send one of your mates over to suss him out. You girls are always doing that. It's because it always works. All right, then, team, go on. What? Me? Yeah. What? Now? Yeah. All right. 
Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. I beg your pardon? I said I'm good. Oh, I thought you said you were single. And that too, I guess. In an available kind of way? <laughs> because in that case, I'd really like you to... Look, before you go any further, although I'm single, there's someone I like, so I'm not really available as such. Oh. Sorry. Me too. And then She tried her best. I think... I think after... Forgive me if I'm missing something here, but I think... This sort of sequence afterwards is possibly my favourite scene of anything I've seen recent in recent this is years. The drama. This is the drama of the uh, the speedboat. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the speedboat, which uh, suddenly it get it all gets a bit Baywatch, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got this very kind of tense music, and it's quite confusing as well the way it happens because Hannah is just on the beach with the others, and then within a second she's out on in a, the sea on a lilo. I like estimate <laughs> around ten meters out. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she is not far out at all and she she falls in doesn't she from a sort of wave from the lilo <laughs> so from the um speedboat not speedboat uh jet ski sorry yeah sort of knocks her off but it's the sort of thing that happens all the time but the lifeguard is like oh my god and goes running in like this is the, not probably not the sort of thing that would require a lifeguard usually yeah unless the person couldn't swim or something yeah no uh, I mean, I, I'm fairly sure she could probably stand up in the water. Yeah, in that shallow water, yeah. Um, yeah, and then the gang are like, oh, wow, she's she's pretending to be in a, in distress so that he has to save her. And then one of them's like, actually, no, I think it's real. <laughs> and then he sort of carries her out, in, out of the sea in a sort of... Um, don't know what you'd call the lift like when a like well like when a husband carries a wife over the over the uh, threshold mm-hmm. yeah and then he goes to kiss her and then she wakes <laughs> up just before he does has to it's do creepy isn't it so creepy there's like it's like a really close shot of her face just smiling yeah it's so like like a horror film or yeah something. like a weird sort of doll not far out at all but there's all these people standing around watching like oh my god like there's something really dramatic has yeah. happened yeah suddenly there's a crowd of about 30 people <laughs> <laughs> And the band are really worried as well because she she does sort of pass out, doesn't she? But for no obvious reason. No, I mean literally. What what's happened is it'd be like the same as if somebody tipped you off your lilo in water that was maybe four or five foot deep. <laughs> yeah, and another weird bit that happens a bit before this is um, she's again looking for advice, and John says she should do something outrageous to get his attention. And then there's a shot of like a, a little plane flying over the oh, beach yeah. with a message I forgot saying, hi, so gorgeous. Weird. Because I thought, oh, okay, this is like a little fantasy bit. But then he is actually on the beach and doesn't see it because he's doing something else. So then I was like, yeah. did Hannah actually do that? Did that happen or not? Exactly. They don't make that clear. It's just like, hi, gorgeous, love Hannah. And it's just as if... <laughs> I mean, if it's real, they're sort of insinuating that she's had to go and book this plane <laughs> to impress him and he hasn't even seen it. It's so odd. Yeah, because surely if it was a fantasy sequence, it would work or we would just see the plane because he just ignores it, doesn't he? You would think, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Hannah did do that. She just nipped off somewhere to make a call and book this plane within a few <laughs> minutes. The seven of them are having to share an ice cream, but she's got the money to hire a plane. <laughs> It's absolutely fine. Yeah. 
And a few other little things she tries to do to get his attention are um, she sort of goes up to him and starts throwing a ball around and then just fully smacks him in the face with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's 101, isn't it? It's just flirting 101. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the point where he is kind of like, I'm trying to do my job. Leave me alone, basically. And she walks away kind of rolling her eyes. And it's like, you did just hit him in the face with a ball. (laughs) She's she's providing a lesson to us all and she's also making us all look really good. But then the lesson is in the end that they do actually hook up. And by that, I mean kiss. <laughs> yeah, after he, uh, in inverted commas, saves her from drowning, yeah. they're all back at the hotel and she tells everyone that he's basically asked her out and they all kind of scream. They're all really excited about this. Yeah. And at this point, Hank comes over and... The band are expecting to be singing in the evening, like what they did at their other hotel. Yeah, sure. But Hank tells them that they're washing up instead because he doesn't have any need for singers at his hotel. And yeah, that kind of emphasised really that the fact that this is literally their first day there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. This is all And this happened. hasn't come up until now. No, they haven't thought to ask. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's been quite it's been quite a day for them to be honest. Yeah, because aren't they going on a date that night as well? Yeah, and they go for a walk along the beach, and then they're they're having a lovely time. When were they doing all that cleaning? Then were they just up all night or something? I think that was you know like, or was it like an hour? That, that was like ten to eleven p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a.m. That was just them in the morning. It's just that yeah, it's very confusing. This show has its own time zone, I think, and idea of distance. Oh, fully. I think it's got its own idea of a lot of things. Um, Yeah, and also on the subject of how long they've been there, we see Howard and Marvin at this point who are talking about how things have gone really downhill since the band left. They're like, oh, the place is deserted. Our takings are way down. It's (laughs) It's been a day. Yeah, they're starting to realise and they're like, oh, do you think people actually liked those like skinny Brits or something? He says. Yeah, he says um, those scrawny little Brits, and I had to rewind that because I thought he said like scrawny little pricks. At one point. <laughs> I was confused. Um, yeah, so, so they're starting to actually realise that S Club Seven were a good thing for their for their business within a day. Yeah, their takings have gone down so much, they decide they're going to go and get them back somehow. Yes. And yeah, Hannah's now on her date with this nameless man, who seems a lot older than her as well. She's like 17 oh, at yeah, this point in the show. She's so, she looks so, so young. And also then they're going for a nice date on the beach and then the rest of the band sort of divide up into two groups of three and then just <laughs> harass them on the date with one really weird sequence where they're in, a, they're in like a beach bar, like a tiki bar having what I can only assume is a mocktail. Um, yeah. And like Tina and Bradley and I think John yeah. all come in sort of um, flamenco, like really frilly costumes and Tina's got like a head full of fruit. It's a whole, I mean, it's a whole thing. It's like a dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've like crashed the dates, haven't they? Which is weird because they want it to go well, yeah. but it seems like they're trying to sabotage it somehow. Yeah, and then they can't... Um, they can't understand why she wants to be left alone with nameless lifeguard man. They're dancing around and Tina at one point is sort of clicking her fingers in their faces. Like she looks as if she's high or something. Yeah. Like she's just kind of 
blank faced clicking her fingers in their faces. Oh no! And absolutely. he's pretty unfazed, to be fair. He's not that bothered about it, the guy. But he says like, "Oh, I've never dated four people at once before." Yeah, he's but he's yeah he's making an effort with her friends. <laughs> he's quite polite given the fact that they're being very weird. Yeah, and he's seemingly well. I don't know if that's because he just has no name or personality, so he just can't he can't do it. But yeah, the date seems to have gone well. Um, the next day, they're cleaning again, and Howard shows up, and they're all like Howard and hug him. And he says he's come to get them back. And they're all like, yes, apart from Hannah, he's quite upset because she's got this man in her life now. Yeah, exactly. Um, 200 yards down the beach. <laughs> and Howard's plan is to win them back through a card game. And uh, they're quite sceptical because they're like, oh, you always lose. And Tina is like, why don't I win us back? And she does a sort of little card shuffle trick. And I paused this before because it's there's a close-up, so it's clearly not her actual arms and hands. Incredible. And it's actually someone who's got quite muscular, chunky arms, <laughs> to be honest, when you pause it, because she's like a little stick. And then there's this little card trick, blatantly not her. I mean, I just love the idea of her practicing for days. And then, <laughs> and then you know, somebody being like, oh, look, Tina can't do it. We're going to have to use Dave, the cameraman. Like... <laughs> But who here can do a serviceable card trick? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's just oh. And there's a sort of um like electric guitar riff when she does it like, wow, Tina's so cool. Yeah, exactly. And she's got this secret talent that she hasn't revealed yet. She says she wants to play English rules poker, doesn't she? That stuck in my mind because it, it, I thought as someone that I have tried to play poker before and it's not gone well, but... um. When I heard that, I was like, oh, is there different, there must be different rules for, you know, for for English and I'm guessing American poker. But then it cuts, it cuts to the sort of poker den scene, you know, it's all, there's the Hank and all the baddies from the new hotel and then S Club and Tina playing. It's very tense, isn't it? It's like a, like a sort of scene from The Godfather, but with <laughs> S Club 7. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and this was, this was the... The, the thing that really showed me about how young it was aimed at people because <laughs> they're playing this card game, aren't they? And and is it, it is Hank that puts down the cards to, and, and he's got like a really good hand. But then he puts he yeah. puts the cards down and I think it's like food items. What was it? The tr- Mr. Yeah. Tree or something like that? Cabbages and tomatoes and stuff. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, I think it's a sort of knockoff version of Happy Families. Have you ever played that card game? Not for years. Yeah. That's that. You've just given me a flashback there as well. But I, because I Googled like game with Mr. Cabbage, Mrs. Cabbage, etc. And it's not a thing. So I think. It's sort of like Happy Families, but maybe they couldn't they use couldn't it because it, it would be like advertising, maybe. BBC rules. Yeah, because um, he's got this a good hand, yes. apparently. And then Tina wins because she has the entire Baker family, including Cupcake, Mr. Bun's child from a previous marriage. I quite like that, that was, joke. That was honestly the funniest moment of the whole thing. I was like, yes, whoever wrote this bit was on form that day. Yeah, it was just amazing. Like Mr. Bun, Mrs. Bun, Chelsea Bun was the daughter or something. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then the illegitimate child. What a, what absolute curveball. Okay, let's see what you've got then. 
Read them and weep. Mr. Cabbage, Mrs. Cabbage, Tommy Tomato, and his dog, Sprout. Is that good? Oh, no! Mmm, very good. But I have the entire Baker family. Mr. Bun, Mrs. Bun, Master Bun, the Baker's son, Chelsea Bun, their daughter, and Cupcake, Mr. Bun's child from a previous marriage. I don't believe this! Yes! yes! I did it! You helped! Yeah, on this series there's a few different writers, like maybe five, and there's one woman, uh, she wrote this episode, and she is now a writer on Succession. No way! So, well done to her. <laughs> really enjoy that career progression. I just, I wonder how much she has to pretend that she didn't write S Club Miami 7. Yeah, to be fair, I think so far, I think she's written two episodes that I've seen. And, and, and I'm not just saying this because I know what she does now, but they are genuinely the better written episodes like i think mostly the sort of the stuff going on that's a bit weird is more like what the director's done and the performances and stuff because the writing in this i don't it's not as bad as some of the other episodes to be honest we oh my god i I feel like i'm gonna binge watch (laughs) the whole thing (laughs) so yeah this is quite a mild episode in comparison to some of the others uh there's been all sorts of mad stuff going on. This is like a bit of a break, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got one of the good ones. Also, do you know what I absolutely love is that ep- this episode is called Missing, right? And after I watched it, I don't know why I said right as if I was telling you, you've asked me to do this episode. <laughs> after I watched it, I was thinking, who, who is missing <laughs> in this episode? And then I was kind of, I was scrolling through just some, uh, like an episode guide and it was like, Howard is missing the gang. Oh, okay. and then that's, I think that seems to be the link of right. why it's you, I guess you could also kind of say Rachel's missing her boyfriend, but that's not really the main plot, is it? It just no. comes up a few times. It's almost like they wrote the episode, put the title on, and then did that first scene where it's like, what are you missing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an episode earlier on called The Blue Chevy, and the band's car that they buy in the episode is a red Chevy. So <laughs> I think it was just ed- anything goes, really. What the hell? But yeah, it does, it, it does sound like someone has gone missing, though, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe that would, would have added a bit of drama if someone had actually gone missing. Yeah, just an just a incredible way to use it. See what I mean? So they, yeah, they win this card game and they all start celebrating like, yeah, we're going home to this place that we hated until about a day ago. Um, And we cut to Hannah with her guy on the beach, cue the music again. Yes. Um, And and he's saying to her like, I really don't like this guy here because he hasn't had much personality so far. And he's pretty trash in this scene because he's like, do you have to go? And she goes oh, unless I leave the band and I can't do that. And he's kind of like, all right, fine then. Yeah, and then he goes, I'm an all or nothing kind of guy, you know? And then she kind of goes in a bit of a huff. And it's like, honestly, I feel like you could see one hotel from the other, but maybe I've got it wrong. (laughs) They've known each other for like a day or two and he's expecting her to just drop everything. Yeah, yeah. 
Sick. It's ridiculous. And then you feel like, oh, I probably would have been distraught over this as an 11-year-old. They had such a pure love story. Yeah, they had such a strong connection. And yeah, where is this hotel? Because Hannah says maybe we could write to each other as if it's like really far away. Because <laughs> like I said before, in this volleyball episode, they were just with the people from the other hotel, just yeah. hanging out on the same beach as if it was just next door or down the road or something. That's what I mean as well about, yeah, when at the start when Howard says uh, he owns a place down further down the beach. <laughs> Like, you know, two two minutes, basically. But no. Like, oh, we could we can write to each other. And he's like, nah, too much effort. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all or nothing, and it's nothing for me. So good day, sir. You have to go. Afraid so, unless I leave the band. Can't do that. Okay. I'm sorry. It's just that I love being in the band and we need to perform. We don't get that here. I understand. But maybe we could write to each other and stuff. Maybe you could visit. Maybe. Maybe. It's just that I'm sort of an all-or-nothing kind of guy, you know? I understand. And they kiss, and there's like a close-up of their lips, which I did not need. It was a bit much. Yeah, I think that was a weird choice. For a children's TV show. Yeah, and then they're leaving the hotel. To be fair, they're leaving in taxis, aren't they? So maybe it is a bit of a journey, who knows? And as they're leaving, Hannah turns to Rachel and says, I think I know what you mean now about missing your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> and if I if I was Rachel, I would be so annoyed with that because her boyfriend is in a different country. Yeah, and Hannah's is, from what we can gather, less than half a mile away. <laughs> Yeah, Rachel hasn't seen her boyfriend in ages and Hannah's like been away from hers for about an hour and she's like, oh, I know how you feel now, Rach. Yeah. <laughs> I know, she must be like, she must be like, piss off, love. And we get a, a song to end the episode, don't we? Oh, this, this was so nice. This brought back a lot of nostalgia. I feel like there was a lot of shows that kind of did this sort of thing. Uh, you know, like with weird cameos and stuff like that. But yeah, then they sing... Um, what I don't know what the song is. It's it's a slow it's, one. It's um, a ballad. I it's called uh, I really miss you, and it's Rachel taking the lead for a change, which is nice. Yes, and then the other six of them are just in these weird sort of faux stage couples hugging each other as they're singing. Yeah, and kind of swaying. Yeah, yeah, uh, just at the hotel, and everyone's like, "Oh, thank God they're back." <laughs> yeah, Marvin is like crying because he's so emotional about them being back. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's also like a shot of like a completely random couple just enjoying it with no explanation. Yeah. But just the one. Yeah, they're like, oh, we need to put some couples in to sort of emphasise that it's a romantic song, but they just did one. Yeah. <laughs> And it sort of ends with the band all hugging each other and talking about how great it is to be back. And then, and then isn't it Hannah doing another sort of wistful look at the end? Like, yeah, it is, yeah, like that sort of thing. Yeah, I yeah. think she has the last word or something, and she goes, and they're like, isn't it amazing? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've left my love behind me on the other side of the world. <laughs> yeah, I could probably see him if I looked out, out of the hotel, but apart from that, fine. <laughs> 
And I don't usually do this, but I wanted to read out this YouTube comment that I quite liked under this video. Someone's very involved in this. This person says, Nobody, especially that jerk Hank, insults or makes my S-Club pals work in some stinking hotel. Their real job is to entertain audiences like me, and they are not just gophers or snivelling brats. They are awesome. Wow. Was that a recent comment? I can't remember. (laughs) This video was uploaded about five years ago, so I think it's probably quite recent. Oh, God. That is just... People, I mean, people are super fans of anything you can think of, aren't they? But like I say, I haven't thought about this program in in well over a decade. So for them to be that much of a super fan, I mean, you know, good on them. I just like the intensity of it because usually the other comments are like, oh, I love this show. And then this one was just a rant as if it was actual, a real life documentary about the band or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, Guys, you know it's uh, you know it's fictional, yeah. So, um, any last thoughts on the episode or the show before you finish? I just think that now I've really thought about it. It's been an absolute roller coaster for me. Um, you know, we had, <laughs> we had love, we had heartbreak, we had shared ice creams, we had a python, we had a nude man that was very cold because of aircon. I think it's just, yeah. I mean, fair play to that lady who's now on Succession. She's taken that drama yeah. and she's extrapolated it. I think it was a, no- a lovely trip down memory lane. Yeah, definitely. Nobody went missing, though. That could have added something. No, I think maybe missed would have been a, <laughs> a better title. I don't know. Um, maybe they were like, there's nothing significant about this episode. What can we call it? Yeah. Or it could have been called, you know, Heartbreak or something. I don't know. Boy Watch. <laughs> That's what it should have been called. But they couldn't even think of a name for the lifeguard man, so they probably didn't spend that much time thinking about the title of the episode. Oh, yeah, no, they they, they didn't have the budget to name quite an integral <laughs> character to the plot of this episode. <laughs> so before we finish, where can people find you on Twitter? And is there anything that you'd like to plug at all? Oh, you can find me on Twitter doing funny things, not too angry. Because it's, it's very angry on there, but I have a lot of fun on there with the things that people get angry about. Um, and you can find me, I'm on there uh, at Miss A. Haddo, and I'm on Instagram at Alexandra Haddo, which is mostly just sort of pictures of me and or flowers, interior design. It's a very different vibe between my Twitter and my Instagram, which I think is probably quite healthy. Um, anything I'd like to plug? Oh, I do. Um, I'm doing an online uh, gig the first Sunday of every month, which we do in real life on the first Sunday of every month for Dulwich Hamlet FC. Uh, and it's very good. We have great acts on every month. So if you check their Twitter or my Twitter, uh, tickets are £5 or a pound if you're an NHS worker. And like I say, it works whenever you're listening to this podcast because we do it in real life uh, whenever normal life resumes. So come along. Thank you for listening to this episode of It's an S-Pod Thing. It was edited by Alex Blondek with music by William Kitchener. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to let us know that we're your number one, please subscribe and leave us a good review.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.